Super Bowl 54 is just hours away. Many parents will watch the big game and wonder if their kids could one day make it to the big leagues. Well, this morning we'll hear from two NFL moms and find out what it takes to raise a professional athlete. Good morning to all of you out there. Thank you so much for watching NBC Six Voices. I'm Dewan Strader. Well, oh boy, it's a huge week, right, for sports and athletes. Super Bowl 54 is just hours from kickoff with all eyes here on Miami. And we're a few days away from the NCAA signing day as well. Lots of young players out there watching and wondering if they have what it takes to make it to the pros. So are their parents. Well, before we talk about that, let's start some things off with some important stats to think about here. Take a look. The NCAA estimates that there are slightly over 73,000 athletes playing college football. Now, last year, the NFL drafted 254 players. That means the odds of playing football in college and making it to the NFL, listen to this, 1.6%. The likelihood of a high school player getting to the NFL is only 0.2%. Now, this isn't meant to discourage anyone out there, okay? It's just the real deal about just how difficult it is to make it to the pros out there. So, let's talk about how to help your child become a successful athlete once they do make it to the pros. So, joining me this morning, Joanne Pugh is a mentor, speaker, and founder of the 50-Yard Line Mom. It's an organization dedicated to helping families out there of athletes pursuing professional sports. She's also the author of the 50-yard line Mom, One Mom's Journey Through the NFL and Beyond. Also, her son is Jordan Pugh. Here he is. He played for Texas A&M, an Aggie, and was drafted to the Carolina Panthers back in 2010. Jordan later played for the Washington Redskins as well and New Orleans Saints. And Mama Green, Michelle Green, is the president of the Professional Football Players Mothers Association, otherwise known as NFL Moms. She's also the author of Entitled, an NFL mom story of the pitfalls of money and power. Ooh, what is that? Champagne right there? What's that? <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and next to Mama Green is her son, Bryant McKinney. He's He's kind of short up here. He's not too big of a player. Uh, you may recognize him, by the way. He played for the U, the Hurricanes 2001 National Championship team. That's him doing work. Bryant was his seventh overall draft pick back in 2002, playing first with the Minnesota Vikings before winning a Super Bowl ring with the Baltimore Ravens in Super Bowl 47 and finishing his NFL career with the Miami Dolphins bringing it home. All right. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having us. Yes. Oh, well, I, I love it. Well, let's let's start off with you, okay. uh, Mama Pugh. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Raising an NFL athlete, how tough is it to raise a professional athlete? Extremely tough. Why is that? There are just so many challenges, so many challenges. I, there's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity but along the way, you have your highs and you have your lows. And uh, one of the challenges is not only maintaining that uh, balance and level head of that particular athlete, right. but it's really bringing the whole family together. That's what we found. Um, the other thing that I found that was uh, a little bit of a challenge was just getting information, really having mm. good information to help me navigate my way right. through that journey because it can be a maze of a journey. Ooh. From the time that that uh, son 
yeah. states, Mom, yes. I'm going to be an NFL player <laughs> to the time that they're actually drafted, and it happens, and then that transition beyond. So it, it can be a challenge, but a great, great opportunity and a lot of fun. I'm sure. And, and Mama Green, let's talk about some of those challenges as well. Um, was it what you expected in the beginning, being a mother of a professional athlete? Not at all. Because you see things on TV. In real life, that's not what happens. It is a whirlwind first of all, and when you go in blindsided, you don't know anybody or anything. Mm. So I'm learning as we go along. Um, so it was a hard process for us. But once I got the hang of it, um, some moms did come to me yeah. and called and they were my stepping stone. They helped me through the process. And that's how I end up in the organization because they got me um, acclimated yes. into what it is to be a NFL mom. Okay, well, let's bring your son into the fold okay. here, into this picture, in this conversation. <laughs> yes, <I am>. <laughs> <laughs> let's, bring, let, let, let's bring little man over here into the conversation, Brian. Well, Brian, um, how important was it for you to, to help fulfill your mother, some of your mother's dreams as well? And I don't even know this, but, you know, me, a lot of kids out there, we always say, Mama, I'm going to make it big one day. I'm going to make it to the NFL. You did that. Mm. Is this something that you were doing from, uh, dreamed um, of as a time uh, that you were a kid? I knew I was going to do something. I didn't know what it was. I said it to my grandma one day because I asked for something and she told me no. I said, well, I'm going to be rich one day. And you're going to ask me, and I'm going to say, no. <laughs> and she's like, rich don't weigh. And I, like, I don't know. So I was like real young, but in my mind, I already knew right. that I was destined to do something. But I just didn't know what it was yet. And, um, I really had a question for the moms real quick. At what point did you realize you were raising an NFL child? Well, for me, it was when he declared. Mm -hmm. He was eight years old, and he said, Mom, I am going to be an NFL player. Now, you've got to understand wow. this. He's, he's sharing this with me, and he's probably this big around, <laughs> uh, 50 pounds at most, and I'm like, okay, son, that's wonderful. I'm going to pray for you. But in the meantime, focus on your, your uh, academics. Mm -hmm. But um, it was through his hard work because he declared it, mm. but then he put forth the effort. Yeah. And at eight years old, when he said that I'm going to be an NFL player, mm. from that day on, every evening we're at home, we're hearing thump, 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 thump upstairs in, our, in his room. He was doing push-ups, mm. 200 a night. So I knew that us. there yeah. was something <clears throat> that was special was about him, and he mm. had the vision, wow. and he was dedicated. Mm. It was when he started putting and, in the work. And, and Mama Green, what about you? Well, because he's talking about he's talking about Grandma when he told yes. Grandma this. But when did you when did you notice? We I'm saying we was when he was in um, college at the mm. University of Miami. So Brian is now playing. He says, "I'm start." We we talked like before the game every week. Yeah. Every week. Um, get an update of what's going on. Uh, every day I was like, you starting? He was like, yeah. I'm like, you are? You are like, <laughs> like, right. like, like yeah. she was shocked that you were starting yeah. all those. <laughs> and so um, this went on. Going for the whole season. Right. Then the next year, you know, Brian, you starting? But this is what I said. Wow, you must be good, huh? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> 
That's what wow. we know. Yeah. It's a senior year. It took well, us. In my that senior year, I had no idea. But right, my but junior year, um, no, had no clue. Now, did you both understand football? I, I mean, did you understand the game and everything? I was a basketball I, fan. Right. My I thing basketball. was basketball. Oh, really? Yeah, I started playing basketball first. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I'm gonna answer your question. Yes. No. <laughs> No, I did not. And, and I didn't mean that any <laughs> offensive way out there, but I just no. wanted to ask you if you guys under, even yeah, understood even understood I, I did yeah. not, but I, I made a diligent effort to learn uh, <laughs> and to study the game. And, and so. I take it both of you guys did learn uh, the game. Oh, I really learned because he'll tell you, <laughs> I would tape the game. I'm there live, tape it, mm -hmm. and then go home and review the game. And oh, wow. Like, I don't have coaches. And right. They would tell me, what, like, well, you should have did this. Yep. You should have did that. I'm like, <laughs> and he would call me after every game <laughs> on the bus. And I'm like, what happened, dude? Like, blah, 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 blah. He's like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. So, yes. So, yes. Mama, you even understood the blocking assignments? Oh, what? You knew, man. like, if he I missed know. a blocker, why, why, why were you holding him right there, Bryant? You because know? I knew that he very rarely <laughs> got called for, I could count on one hand, at 12 years, how many times he got called for a holding off. Yes. He never fought. So, because at home, there's no reason for you to get called right. at home. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Yeah, he said I was going to get into it. <laughs> so, so, Brian, you were here from mom. Digress. Yeah, not only, you know, you had your coaches who would correct you, but then I also would have to get a phone call. I'm going to have to watch the game and shoot that uh, on TV and tell me about, you know, some things I could have done better. But it was precious, though, to have your mom, though, I take it, looking back on it, to have her there in your corner. Oh, it definitely was. It was the funny part is that, um, especially going to my junior year, we really both didn't know how good I was. So we both were kind of like, yeah, I'm still starting. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was just funny. And after a certain point, uh, I kind of got it like, okay, I made a breakthrough at the Florida State game, oh, yeah. along with Jeremy Shockey and Ken Dorsey. Mm -hmm. So then I kind of understood, like, okay. Oh, this is special. And yeah. I'm going to be special. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back because we want to definitely put out some uh, suggestions. And I know you wrote about some of those suggestions yes, for mothers out there that may be watching this morning. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more on this discussion of raising a professional athlete. Stay with us. All right, welcome back. We are continuing our discussion about raising a professional athlete. And one of the biggest motivations for playing professional sports, of course, is the money, right? So when you take a look at some of the league's highest paid players out there, it will make anyone out there dream of going pro. Okay, take a look at some of the salaries here. Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks signed a four-year, $140 million contract last year. The Dallas Cowboys' Ezekiel Elliott will earn $90 million over six years. And Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons, $66 million over three years. But those numbers don't represent what most players out there make. In reality, the minimum annual salary for a rookie player with a one-year contract is $480,000. Now, that's a lot of money, but not when you consider the average NFL career is just less than three years. So when you start talking to your kids about money, what do you tell them about money? Because that's something we haven't spoken about yet, because that's what everybody's thinking about. They're thinking about that lottery ticket. Mm, absolutely. They absolutely are thinking about that lottery ticket. And I think it's really important to just reinforce what the true numbers are. I mean, you've just quoted some of those. And um, to, to, you know, one of the things that I've always uh, shared with my son, and it was the day that he was drafted, 
absolutely a wonderful opportunity, absolutely a wonderful way of getting started in life. But the NFL is a means to an end. It is not the end. And the first day that you're drafted is the day that you start thinking about what it is that you're going to do after the career's over. And a conversation that we had with our son, uh, my husband and I, about money, what would you do if you were not playing football? That's right. Then that's how you manage your money. If you, a $40,000 uh, $40, a year salary, then live a $40,000 a year life. Um, to your Great point, advice. many, many do not get that second contract. And so not having that second contract, you've got a lot of life to live. That's and right. um, the money doesn't stretch to the extent of the life sometimes. And, and Mama Green, what do you have to add to this? Well, also with that too, um, we grew, I, we, I'm a single parent, so um, the struggle really was a struggle for us and for me. I worked two and three jobs wow. just to be able to clothe and feed him. So this was new to me. So thankfully we had good financial advisors mm -hmm. to help us. Um, and, and paved the way for us to make sure that things were done in decency and in order regarding that. Um, but I do suggest that you do have uh, good people surrounding you. That's right. Because what happens is here comes everybody, everybody else. else. Oh it's man, my mom. Oh man, my cousin's sick. Man, yes. uh, I need and help. Just because it that's says it. that doesn't mean that's what you're going to get. Absolutely. Oh wow. Right. They forget that you got all these fees you have to pay, and plus the taxes, is high. And two, if you don't get that back end on the front end, that's right. You're not going to make that what they say in the paper that you're making. Right. So you have to strategically learn, know how to um, work that and make it work for you. Amen. And Brian, let, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. So you, man, you finally, you did it. You make it to the league. Mm -hmm. Man, you got all this money. You know, hey, I, I'm a millionaire now. Mm -hmm. So how does that hit you, especially when you're young and you see all that money for the first time in your life? Um, well, for me, I was holding out. <laughs> Remember, I had the second longest holdout in the history. To get it. <laughs> but um, from that, I just had to learn to stand my ground and realize coming in the league, the NFL is a business. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, in college, it's more about friendship and everything. But I had to learn right away, this is a business. So everything I did had to be um, business-minded. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. And what was best for me. And, you, can, you know, sometimes players can allow fans to dictate if you want to leave and go to another team and have the fans to turn on you, things like that. You always have to remember you have to do what's best for you because the team's going to do what's best for them. That's right. So coming in, that was my mindset already. Um, then came the money. And, you know, just trying to be aware of, you know, you make your first year, you want to make your probably your biggest purchases, which is I think I got a condo and I got my mom a place and a car and things like that. Yeah. Other than that, that's probably the biggest things I, I, I did because I'm not like really a, a jewelry guy or a, um, a car guy, nothing yeah. like that. So it was just like, you just get those big things out of the way and, and get those taken care of. And then from there, you just kind of just talk to your advisor and allow him to set up a, a monthly um, plan for you to live off of per month right. so it can yeah. carry you over through out the rest of your, your life. And, and, and Joanne, you put together a list of the five priorities out there uh, for parents. So let's start with number five here, create memorable experience. What do you mean by that? Absolutely. This journey is a short one. And one of the things that we found, it was very, very important for us to create a tradition. 
you know, something that we could look back on after my son had transitioned mm -hmm. out of the league. Right. Um, and to engage the whole family. One of the things that we would always do, it was just for us, just prior to him walking into the tunnel yeah. before coming out to the game, we all had family prayer on the sideline. Amen. And to this day, we have those pictures and we have those memories of every single game that he played in every single stadium that my son, my daughter, and my husband and I, we were together as and, a family. And that kind of goes into the, your next one here, which is to build a strong network yes. as well. Absolutely. I think that that's vital. Building the network because this is sometimes a lonely journey. Mm -hmm. And unless mm -hmm. you are actually part that's of right. this <laughs> um, industry, part of the, the game, Many don't understand the challenges. They, yeah, see, they, they see the wonderful red carpet <laughs> and the great big yeah. signing yeah. Uh, bonuses, but there's a lonely life. There's the highs, yeah. there's the lows. Brian shaking his head able over here. To, like, yes, to be able, able to, 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 to speak and, with someone and, that's gone through it. And something that resonates with mm -hmm. me, something else, number three, we're talking about education. Absolutely. Education, because I always preach about education yes. as the key to success. Yes. Talk about yes. that. Uh, that was foremost mm -hmm. in my mind. Um, you know, if, you, if you'll recall, I said when he declared that he was going to be an NFL player, I yeah. said, that's fine, son. But in the meantime, there you go. get your education. And he, um, not that he liked it yeah. a lot, but he graduated in three and a half years. So that when others were working on getting, finishing their degree and working out for um, the draft, he was finished. So now he has a degree. Wow. He has the opportunity to take that wonderful education he had and move it on past the NFL. Okay, so the next two real fast because mm -hmm. we're running out of mm -hmm. time is being engaged at all levels. Yes. And also, number one, believe in your child's vision. Yes. Being engaged at all levels, it starts, uh, it's, it's real easy and oftentimes we do it at, in the beginning mm -hmm. at high school and college. That's right. But I was engaged in the pros. It was nothing for me to, to walk up to the owner of one of uh, the team that Jordan was playing on, introduce myself. I've been to D.C. and sat down at the NFLPA office. Be engaged. Understand the business mm -hmm. side of, of, the, um, of the sport. And this is great information. I'm going to leave you two with the last word. What's the one thing you want folks to take away from this conversation this morning? This, it's, it's a process. Um, be engaged, like Joanne said, and, and know your son's team. I was heavily involved to the point they would send people to me. Ask Brian's mom, <laughs> she knows all everything. <laughs> so I was a go-to person. But yes, definitely. Brian? And I would just say for the players, always remember that it's a business. Um, a lot of people get tied up with emotion too much and mm -hmm. won't make correct business decisions based off of emotion. But you always have to remember you are your own um, business now and you have to make the best decision for you. All right, Bryant, Mama Green, Mama Pew, thank you so much for joining us thank on you. this Super Bowl Sunday. We'll be right back. Before we go, a few thoughts on the tragic death of Kobe Bryant who died a week ago today. You didn't have to be a basketball fan to feel the impact of Bryant's death. It hit differently. It hurt. And many of us didn't even know Brian or have a personal relationship with him. But we felt the pain, the loss of a basketball legend, but most importantly, the loss of a human being, a father and a loving father, a husband who adored his four children. One of his kids, Gianna, known as Gigi, by his side on that helicopter. She was the one choosing to follow in her father's legendary footsteps. We felt the pain of the seven others on that flight as well, many of them parents and kids doing what we sometimes take for granted, living life to the fullest together. 
cherishing the precious moments with our kids, not knowing what the day may bring and tomorrow is not promised. And for me, that's why this tragedy hit differently. That's why it hurt. It hurt as a fan, but it really hurt as a father and as a parent. Yes, Kobe wasn't perfect, but none of us are. He showed us what it meant to be human and what it meant to be a father. So remember to hold your loved ones a little tighter because you never know what tomorrow may bring. Prayers to all nine victims and their families. May their memories live on. Rest in peace.